Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today, the title is kind of weird. It's The Cheese Shall Inherit the Earth. What? I wrote on my other blog yesterday, The Quiet Life, yesterday about the food hall I scored at Kroger. Now, I am trying my best to manage my budget with these ever-rising food prices. Since I am so intolerant of processed foods, I can't cheap out and I can't take any shortcuts with my menu. I have to cook everything I eat myself and it has to be fresh. So I go through copious amounts of fruit and veggies and I try to find reasonably priced seafood and chicken. It's getting harder though. One thing Kroger does have is rotisserie chickens for sale. I like chicken if it's already cooked and I can slice off my own meat, ensuring that nothing is texturally off and will make me gag and turn away from chicken forever. Yes, I'm picky and I have issues. The rotisserie chickens at Kroger, I noticed, are getting smaller, but the price is creeping up. They're $8 now. I can't buy it at that price. It's not cost-effective for me. Um, But when they mark them down to $4.25, and I have the $1.25 off coupon, I feel like the queen of the world when I can score a whole cooked chicken for three bucks. Lately, I've been having tofu, eggs that a friend in church uh, gives me, or gives away to everybody, anyone who wants it, and quinoa for my proteins. So I was ready for something more substantial, and I was on the hunt specifically for chicken. I stopped in after church and headed straight for the spot where those cooked chickens are kept. Now, a little digression for a moment. I'm going to go back in time. Before I was saved, I used to enjoy Monty Python, both the 1960s, 70s TV show and their movies. The film, The Life of Brian, tells the story of Brian Cohen, who was played by Graham Chapman, a young Jewish Roman man who was born on the same day as and next door to Jesus and is subsequently mistaken for the Messiah. It was one of the highest grossing movies in 1979, and it's still listed as one of the top 50 funniest movies. Now, it's not without controversy, of course, as you might expect. It was banned back then in several countries. It was picketed for blasphemy and so on. But me as a pagan then, well, that just made me want to see it all the more. There was one scene I remember and I enjoyed. It was when the figure of the real Jesus was giving the Sermon on the Mount distantly. And the people at the bottom of the mount, at the back of the crowd, had a hard time hearing it clearly. 
I remember it this way, though the actual scene in the movie is slightly different. Pictured a blurry, distant figure of Jesus at the top of the hill saying, the cheese shall inherit the earth. And a crowd member says, oh, why should they get it? I laughed. It's just like us sinful humans, isn't it? To be jealous of what someone else has. I'm so glad I'm not like that. So back to Kroger. I'm pushing the grocery cart toward those chicken rotisserie area. I'm almost there. And just then I see a woman pulling away in her cart with three of the marked down chickens. All of them that there were. What? Did she take all of them? Why should she get it? I stewed and fumed and looked vainly around for one in the back she might have missed. Oh, wait a minute. I am like that. I talked myself down from the cliff of jealousy and resentment. I decided to not think that she was greedy. I decided to think that maybe she has a large family. Maybe she has two friends who would appreciate the chickens. Maybe she's going to make chicken pot pies for the homeless. I don't know her deal, but I know my deal. The Bible tells us not to covet what others have. It also tells us to think of others above ourselves. It also tells us that God will provide. It tells us to rejoice with others, many more. So many verses I was breaking in that moment. I repented and I asked the Spirit to turn my mind from my covetous anger. God reveals sin to us, and I thank him that he revealed it immediately. I pray that we recognize this reveal when it happens. I haven't bribed anyone lately. I haven't murdered anyone recently. I haven't committed those, quote, big sins, but I do commit sin. And, quote, little sins are sins. Even if they last just a moment, sins are sins. Now, I can't be so focused on the deal that I overlook the people. If God had wanted me to have the chickens, he'd have arranged for me to arrive five seconds earlier rather than five seconds later. Trusting that the Lord will provide is a big ask, but it helps us to grow our faith. Apparently, I have a ways to go in that department. But how wonderful that we can repent to our Savior and he forgives us. How wonderful, really, that he reveals our sin to us. How wonderful that he puts both big and little hurdles in front of us so that we can grow in holiness. As Jerry Bridges wrote in his fantastic book, Respectable Sins, quote, One of our problems, however, is that we neither think of ourselves as saints with our new state's concurrent responsibility to live as saints, nor do we think of such actions as our gossip and our impatience 
as sin. Sin is what people outside our Christian communities do. We can readily identify sin in the immoral or unethical conduct of people, but we often fail to see it in what I call the acceptable sins of the saints. In effect, we, like society at large, live in denial of our sin. I'll pause here in the quote to remind myself that I was congratulating myself after having um, thought of that scene in the movie that I wasn't like those people saying, why should they get it? When the very thing happened to me later that day. But continuing with Jerry Bridges' quote from Respectable Sins, we can be orthodox in our theology and circumspect in our morality, and yet tolerate in our lives some of the subtle acceptable sins we are discussing in these chapters. I believe that all of us have blind spots, character flaws, or subtle sins that we are not aware of. End quote from Jerry Bridges. Let's keep our consciences sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading us to conviction of our sins. I am not a super saint. In this case, I repented eagerly and immediately. Other times, the spirit has had to metaphorically hit me upside the head with a two-by-four long after. But the main idea is we should always strive to keep growing in holiness. I'll end with a quote from the Westminster Confession of Faith that says of sanctification, three paragraphs here. They who are once effectually called and regenerated, having a new heart and a new spirit created in them, are further sanctified through the virtue of Christ's death and resurrection by his word and spirit dwelling in them. The dominion of the whole body of sin is destroyed and several lusts thereof are more and more weakened and they more and more quickened and strengthened in all the saving graces to the practice of true holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. Two, this sanctification is throughout, in the whole man, yet imperfect in this life. There abiding still remnants of corruption in every part, which arises a continual and irreconcilable war, the flesh lusting against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. Third and last, in which war, although the remaining corruption for a time may prevail, yet through the continual supply of strength from the sanctifying spirit of Christ, the regenerate part does overcome. And so the saints grow in grace and perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That was a three-paragraph quote from the Westminster Confession of Faith on sanctification. And onward and upward for me, I guess, that's the only way to go. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, 
Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful evening.